there, this is Jen Wade, part of the core team here at Springs Church. We just want to say thank you so much for joining us and listening to our podcast. We are praying that it encourages you and it inspires you. And if you'd like to find out more about Springs Church, please visit our website, springschurch.co.uk. Here's today's message. Oh, I'm excited to be in church this morning, are you? Oh, it's good to be here this morning. Listen, I feel like preaching my guts out. So does anyone else feel like responding their guts out this morning? And uh, I'm excited because in this room today, there are people today here praising with us that were not here this time last year. There are people in this room today who are in Christ today uh, who were not in Christ this time last year. You tell me that the Spirit of God is not working through our lives and through your lives, through through the work of the Holy Spirit in this community. There are people in this room today alive in Christ who were dead in Christ this time last year. We can only begin to imagine those who will be alive in Christ this time next year, as opposed to this time now. Oh, can we be expectant this morning, people? Who watched BBC One last night? Sam Ryder? We did. Who stayed true to Jules Holland Hootenanny? Okay, okay, okay. I've got some diehard Jules fans. Well done. I thought his acts were a bit obscure. Couldn't get into him this year. So Sam Ryder all the way for us. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I'm well aware that um, Christmas time and New Year is not the greatest of seasons for a lot of people. And so do you mind if, uh, before we uh, go into the Word, we just pray for people who are finding this season difficult? Is that okay? And uh, so there are friends of ours that aren't in church this morning as well. Um, uh, Mel, Alan, uh, lost her dad five days ago. and So our life group is holding Mel and Rob up in prayer this morning. You can join us with that as well. And, and so... New Year and Christmas is a funny old time. It's a very joyous time, but it can be a really awkward time for some of us. So, come on, let's pray together. Father, for anyone in this place today that is suffering or finding this season hard, Father, we pray, God, that you would do something new, Father. Like Sue prayed, Lord, you switch lights on. Like these are, you're not a temporary light that comes down at the end of Christmas. You are the light of the world. And God, for all of our friends in this place today who are finding this season difficult, Lord, we ask that your love would just come and subtly invade and bring comfort and joy and hope, Lord God. Father, I pray that this awkward season will become a season of great hope and great expectation every single year from this moment on. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Now, I grew up in a church called Calvary Church, which is less than three miles away down the road. There are a number of us did. And uh, every first Sunday of the new year, um, Pastor Paul Chamberlain, absolute hero. Does anyone know Paul Chamberlain? Man, I love Paul and Gail Chamberlain. What wonderful pastors they were to us. Uh, so, uh, they would invite every year for the first Sunday of the new year, Pastor David Skelton. Anyone ever, do you remember David Skelton? Pastor David Skelton was a lovely, wonderful pastor of pastors. And uh, every year he would preach and he would have a rhyming title for the new year. So, for example, it would be things like, aim for heaven in 2007. <laughs> but then when you think about it, it's a bit of a gloomy title, isn't it? Not this year, Lord. Or it might be born again in 2010. You see where I'm going. Grace is mine in 2009. It goes on. And so I've done a Pastor David Skelton this morning. Yes, I have. What was that? You did 12 of them. What else you got? Oof. Hold on, hold on. So that's the next part of the sermon. All right. So it's the year 2023. E is quite easy to rhyme with a lot of things. So before the title of my message today comes on, let's see if you can guess 
today's sermon title. Any rhyming ideas for 2023? Any ideas? Pop a tone. Go on, what, what you got? I need a wee in 2023. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, that's going to happen a lot. Um, <laughs> Ooh! Find your destiny in 2023. Tim Matthews, you're a creative guy. What you got? <laughs> Anyone else? Anyone else feeling creative this morning? Anyone? Let it be in 2023. Sermon by Paul McCartney. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. All right. Here it is. Drum roll, please. Rach, you're on tech. Are you ready? She doesn't know how to get the preach message on. Okay. The title is... There is grace for me in 2023. Come on now. Come on. Hello. Can you just poke your neighbor and say, there's grace for you in 2022, but there's grace for me in 2023. And if we all say it, we all don't miss out. That's good. All right. There's grace for me in 2023. By the grace of God. Have you ever heard that phrase? By the grace of God. If it weren't for the grace of God, who knows where I would be? Have you ever said that to yourself? By the grace of God, we will win in life. Amen? Come on now, you better... Listen, if I'm getting up here preaching after New Year's Eve, right, you can respond, all right? We can overcome in 2023, amen? By the grace of God. By the grace of God, we can overcome every obstacle. By the grace of God, we will have breakthrough in our lives this year. Come on now. By the grace of God, we will have healing. By the grace of God, we will discover new joy. By the grace of God, we will discover new depths of his love, new depths of his mercy, and new depths of his power. Amen? Amen, amen. Have we seen healing before? Will we see it again? Have we seen deliverance before? Will we see it again? If he's the God of yesterday and today and forever, there is nothing that the scriptures say that we cannot experience for ourselves. He will come through this year. Oh, how we need the grace of God. Are you with me this morning? But what is the grace of God? What is the grace of God? Uh, a few times that I've taught RE in the past, and I've had to teach the, the, the theme of grace to GCSE students. They're like, sir, uh, what, uh, what, what does grace mean? I'm like, what do you think grace means? And the first thing they think grace means is kind of like some kind of like beautiful pirouette of a ballerina. It's graceful. But when it comes to biblical grace, we're not talking about a dance. We're talking about something incredible, something massively holy. If we're going to get stronger in our faith and in our confidence this year, in our, in our hope and in our gutsy pursuit of God, we need to get a grip on what grace really is. Do you hear me this morning? We need to get a grip on what the grace of God is. Okay, first screen coming up. Okay, is this grace in the original language it was written in, in the New Testament, is this word charis. Everyone say charis. It might just be charis, but charis sounded better. Charis. And in the Greek language that the New Testament was written in, in Queenie Greek, the word grace means this. It means the favor of God. It means the goodwill of God. It means the kindness of God. And it means the active love of God for you. So when we say the phrase, by the grace of God, what we're saying is by the favor, by the kindness, by the active love of God, I'm standing here today. You can't earn God's grace. Can I tell you that this morning? You cannot earn your way into heaven. Grace is not yours to earn. It's God alone's to give. Do you hear me this morning? 
You can't earn God's grace. You don't deserve God's grace. But because of who God is, and because of your faith in Him, you cannot be covered by grace. By the grace of God. Someone once put it like this. I think it might have been Matthew Henry in his commentary on the Scriptures. It says, The grace of God is the loving action of God that bubbles up from the depths of His infinite heart and changeless loving self. This love is freely poured out and it manifests irrespective of what we do and don't deserve. This is the essence of the Christian gospel. That we cannot earn ourselves by righteous deeds into heaven, but it is by the grace of God that through faith we receive and be righteous in His sight. Is that good news this morning? Now here's the thing. I don't know if this is the right definition. I got it from the dictionary, so we'll go with that. It says that favour is how we regard our self efforts to others. Favour is how we regard our own efforts to others. Well, let me tell you this morning, right? My wife and my children have my absolute favour. They are my favourites. Do you understand what I'm saying this morning? They have my favour. And it is my paramount responsibility, my paramount concern that they are thriving in life. Do you understand what I'm saying? As a husband and a father, my wife and my children have my favour, have my goodwill, hopefully have me in kindness in ever-increasing measure. Now get this, since you are God's children, it is of God's most paramount importance that you thrive. Did you hear that this morning? It is of God's paramount importance that you thrive. Wow. How does he do it? By his grace. By his grace. Three scriptures this morning and three points. And they've all got S's. That means Pastor John's going to be really impressed with me this morning. Okay. The first point is this. We are saved by grace. Don't get muddled up now. Don't get sidelined by any strange teachings or philosophies. You are saved by nothing else but the loving kindness of God. Look what Apostle Paul says. He says, you were dead in your trespasses. What does it mean to trespass? Have you ever trespassed on a piece of land that you shouldn't have been walking on? I remember my granddad Harry telling a story of scrumping some apples from a farm and getting chased by a farmer. We have all trespassed into places that we ought not to have been. And you were dead in your trespasses and sins, church, in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. We were stained with so much sin, God could not look at us, in other words. But God, being rich in mercy, did you hear that this morning? Because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses and our sins, we were, he made us alive together with Christ. By, come on, you can read it with me. By what? Grace, you have been saved. And you've been raised up with him and seated, and he seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his what? In kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by, you have been saved through faith. And this is not your doing. It's the gift of God. Not a result of your work so that you can boast about it. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. 
The grace of God had already worked out what your life's plan in his will would look like when you came to a point of faith, walked in his grace. Oh man, he's got good things for us to do. It's good news. For a lot of us, there was a time before you knew Jesus. There was a time before you came to realize that his way was the best way for your life. There was a time when you were blind to God. A time that you were deaf to God's voice. There was a time when the passions and the temptations of this world were so heavy on us that they were our only focus in our lives. Many of us became a Christian, not at birth, but many years later. (laughs) But the saving grace of God was made known to you just at the right time. Just at the right time. God was made known to you by his Holy Spirit. Some of us in this room have grown up our entire lives with the knowledge of the goodness of Jesus. Anyone? Anyone known Jesus since you were a baby? Me too. And I tell you what, I reckon there's no greater blessing for a child than to grow up with a mother and a father who absolutely adore Jesus and are pursuing his kingdom and showing their kids how to how to chase after God. I reckon that's a real blessed situation. But let's be honest, if you've grown up in church, there are times in our lives where you're over-familiar with the name Jesus and over-familiar with the idea of God's love. And the problem with over-familiarity is the saying says it breeds what? Contempt. And there have been times in my life where my over-familiarity with the kindness of Jesus made me take him for granted. And then I'm treating the goodness of God with contempt. And then I find myself easily woven into patterns of sin that I never wanted to be in. Oh, but by the grace of God. Whether he saved us out of sin or whether we knew him our whole lives and he saved us back time and time again. Oh, by the grace of God. Are you with me this morning? Gosh, if God was not so graceful, we would have been damned a long time ago. <laughs> If God had not shown his favor towards us, he would have turned his back on us a long time ago. But by the grace of God. It's because it is who he is. God cannot be who he is not. We can. We can be right two-faced, can't we, us humans? But God cannot be. He is who he is who he is. And so he does what he does because he is who he is. He is love personified. Don't you think grace flows from that? Wow. We're not lost and abandoned. We are welcomed back again and again and empowered by his what church? Sin says, you sinner, you and God, you're over. Grace says, you and God, mate, are just getting started. Fear says, You will never overcome and you will never break the cycle. Grace says, you are an overcomer in the making. Don't give up now. (laughs) Shame says, you are nothing to no one. Grace says, you mean everything to God. (laughs) Disappointment says, don't bother trying again. Grace says, you have the permission and the power to get up and go again. I don't know about you, but if you're anything like me, every now and again, I just don't feel like I'm cutting it for Jesus. Anyone else? 
I just don't feel like I'm, I'm actually living the life that he called me to. I don't feel like I can live up to his expectations or his, indeed his holiness. I, I don't know. You see, the Apostle Paul, he felt like this as well. So we're in good company. The Apostle Paul had this monkey on his back, this, this dog of shame or that he couldn't shift. And every now and again, in amongst his ministry, this, this habit, this issue, that we never know what it is. The Bible's very clever because it then applies to all of us. And we cannot judge Paul. Paul had this, what he called a thorn in his flesh. This attitude, this sin, something going on that he could not kick. And the scripture that's coming up, it says this, it says, it says, three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. Whatever this issue was, it was bringing Paul down. It was robbing his confidence. It was stealing uh, the hope of Christ in Paul's life. Three times, God, I asked you to take this from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. Lord, I can't get out of this cycle of messing up. My sin, my, no, no, no. my uh, grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. This is what God said to Paul, and Paul wrote it down, and these are holy scriptures, and that's what he says to you this morning. My power, friends, is made perfect in your weakness. And then Paul says, therefore I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so the power of Christ may rest upon me. Wow. Point number two. Point number one, we are saved by grace. Point number two, we are sustained by grace. Why? Because his grace, the grace, the kindness, the goodness, the favor of God is more than enough for us. Paul felt like he wasn't cutting it. Paul felt like he wasn't the real deal, like he was an imposter. But one word of encouragement from the graceful heart of God took him from a place of defeat to a place of victory, from a place of weakness to a place of strength. Does anyone want to travel to those places today? Victory and strength. Where does it come from? It comes from the word grace. Grace. I don't know how you've stuffed up this last year. I know some of you have stuffed up. I'm a pastor. You tell me stuff. Right? But, but I don't know what you've done in the last year. I don't know how you've tripped up in the last year. I don't know what that secret sin is that you're afraid that you'll never kick. I, I don't know what your habits or your behaviors or your toxic cycles of thinking are. But I do know that by the grace of God, he will take us by the hand, take us by the heart and say, come on, let's go again. Why? Because I love you. Because I can't help but be kind to you, and uh, my favor is all over you. Come on now. When we turn to God in our weakness, His grace is the agent that takes us from weakness to strength. The same stuff that saved you from hell is the same stuff that sustains you in your faith walk throughout your whole life, and it is called what? Grace. Can you just stand up for a second? Give someone a high five and say, we're doing well. We're doing well. It was New Year's Eve last night. We're coming into land. Let's get this grey stuff down. Okay, take your seats. Here we go. Time and time again, his grace is sufficient for you. Whatever you face, whatever impossible hurdle, the God of the impossible is ready to bind up your wounds. Forgive your mistakes. Are you listening to me, young people? The God of heaven is ready to forgive your mistakes. He's ready to open doors of opportunity. He's ready to provide a way where there seems to be no way. Is anyone watching The Chosen at the moment? Oh, yeah, yeah, we've got some fans at the back. 
The Chosen is this dramatized version of the Gospels. It's absolutely free of charge, and it's amazing. You download the Chosen app, and you watch all three seasons for absolutely free. You can contribute if you want. It's quite amazing. Now, it has a lot of poetic license. It's a drama, but it's really appropriate in its uh, poetic license. There's this one scene where Mary Magdalene has, been, has been, uh, been with Jesus for a little while, and then she encounters something horrific from her past that triggers her going back into her old lifestyle and into her old sinful ways. Obviously, that's not in the Bible. This is a dramatic um, uh, license that's going on. Matthew and Peter in the story, they go off to find Mary, and they find her drinking and, 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 and uh, gambling back in these seedy old places in Capernaum, and uh, they encourage her. And they treat her with grace. And they bring her back to the camp where Jesus is. And Jesus looks at her. This is not in the Bible. It's poetic license, but it's beautiful. I think he probably might have said something like this. He said, Mary, you you didn't think you were never going to sin again, did you? I forgive you. I forgive you. And she lands in his arms. And she's healed and she's whole again. He said, I redeemed you. I love what they wrote in this script. I redeemed you. It wouldn't be much of a redemption if you made one mistake and that was it. Wow. Wow. Not scripture. Beautiful program. Have a look at it. Dave V, it's amazing, isn't it? In fact, Dave's got the t-shirt. It's actually true. It looks amazing. Does that remind you of anyone? We know the grace of God. We know his goodness. And then we trip over. We, we go back into that cycle of thought or that, that nasty characteristic about us kind of rears its ugly head again. Or, or like an issue from your past that you thought you dealt with, it comes back and it triggers you into another cycle of stupid thinking or stupid actions. But Jesus says, come to me because by my grace I receive you. And by my grace I empower you. Listen to what Romans chapter 5, verse 20, 21, it says. It says, where sin increased, grace abounded. All the more, so that as sin reigned in death, grace also might reign through righteousness, leading to eternal life through Jesus. Church, never forget this. At the start of 2023, can we get strong in who we are because of the grace of God today? You have been made right in the eyes of God because of your faith in Jesus. You have been made right with God because of your faith in Jesus. His mercy justifies your welcome to his presence. In that righteousness that you now have, grace occupies the ground that that was once held by judgment. Grace now holds the ground in your life that was once held by eternal judgment. When you feel like you're not cutting it for Jesus, the grace of God says this, hey, are you looking at me? The grace of God says, hey, You leave the cutting it to me. I am carving my path out for your life and pruning as we go. If you stay in my grace, you will walk in truth. As you stay in my grace, you will walk in truth. Number one, we're saved by grace. Number two, we're sustained by faith. Number three, we are strengthened by grace. Hebrews 13, 8 to 10 says this, and it's good news for us all, that Jesus Christ is the same what? Yesterday, today, and forever. Don't be carried away by all kinds of strange teachings. It is good for our hearts to be strengthened by grace. We're saved by grace, sustained by grace, and we are strengthened by 
grace. Why is Paul writing this? I reckon it's because 2,000 years ago, there were some strange teachings about Jesus. Strange teachings. Must have been. Otherwise, he wouldn't bother to have written it. And I want to encourage you today. It's not that encouraging. But there will be in 2023 some strange teachings about Jesus. Like there were in 2022. And for the last 2,000 years. But keep it simple. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the gospel of grace. You will encounter all sorts of philosophies, all sorts of religious ideas, all sorts of thinking about Jesus, but they will leave you stranded. You're only one dodgy YouTube binge away. Be careful who you let influence your heart and mind and faith. Check them out first. Keep it simple. There will be strange teachings about Jesus. But you need to let your heart be strengthened by grace. Can I encourage you? Your intellectual knowledge of the Bible will not save you. Your intellectual philosophy about Jesus will leave you stranded. Your personal experience of Jesus, however, will make you strong. Your personal experience of God's loving kindness, of God's favor, of his blessing will make you rock solid. So that when you do mess up, he'll pick you back up. Is grace, therefore, a license to sin and get away with whatever we want to get away with? Heck no. But it is the permission to run back into the open arms of God who is grace. We step away from sin because of the grace of God. We don't step away from sin trying to earn the grace of God. In 2023, there will be strange teachings, but you better stick to the truth of the gospel, which is the grace of God. Can I be personal with you right now? At the end of 2022, I lost sight of the grace of God in my own life. Let's be real about things. I lost sight of the grace of God in my own life. I started to, uh, I started to feel underconfident in myself again. I started to feel like uh, I, was, I, I couldn't do this thing. I didn't know if I was worthy to follow Jesus, let alone lead something called the church. I didn't know if I could do it anymore. <laughs> but what had happened in my life was I'd lost sight of the grace of God. What was happening was I was starting to believe some strange teachings that because I wasn't living up to some kind of Pete-made ideal Christian follower, God wasn't happy with me and I was embarrassed to even pray. That's your pastor. Not even a month ago. I'd lost sight of the grace of God. And I know if that's truth for me, it's true for you at times too. But we have got to pick ourselves up. David said that I consoled myself in the Lord. I had to remember who he was. And you have to remember who he was. And who he is. And who he will always be. He's the God of grace. Wow. Some of you will start to think you need to earn God's favor this year. You can't earn it, church. You have it. When we get a grip of God's grace for us, we become stronger and stronger in our faith and we'll become more accustomed to the leading of the Holy Spirit when we understand the grace, the loving heart of God. So let's recap. Number one, we are what by grace? It's very impressive. Well done on the first one. Number two, we are? My goodness, mate. Oh, cheeky. Right. Wow. This is a massive improvement from the carol service. (laughs) And number three, we are strengthened by grace. Do you know what I've I've noticed in my own life? That when I've taken hold of the grace of God and realized that he loves me despite my flaws and called me knowing the muppet that I was, (laughs) 
when I've taken hold of the goodness of God for myself and, I, and, I've, and I've experienced his grace for myself. Do you know what? It's made me more graceful towards others. What a surprise. There are some people in this room today that can't show grace to others because you've not really received the grace of God. There's some people in this room today that are struggling with forgiveness because you don't believe you're really forgiven. But by the grace of God, His loving kindness, His incredible, immeasurable favor and blessing. Look me in the eye, church. If you have asked Jesus into your life and you've asked Him to forgive you of all sin, look at me now. You are forgiven. Full stop. And when the inevitable mistakes happen, grace will abound. And as you experience that grace, you will start to also give that grace. It's amazing how much more you love people when you allow the love of God to settle on you in a deeper way. This is your first time in church. Welcome. This is the gospel. That God so loved the world that he gave his only son, died on a cross, that whoever would believe in him and in his resurrection would not perish but would have everlasting life. That is the gospel. There is grace for you today. There is grace for you this year. There is grace for your whole life. Don't say this out loud. Respond in your heart. Can I overcome this year? Can I be transformed this year? Is there favor for me and for you this year? Is there breakthrough for me and you this year? By the grace of God. I need the grace of God. You might be sitting in this room today and you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior. And welcome to church. You're going to hear a Christian message. And it is this. You need Jesus. You need the grace of God. You already have his love and affection. And that's why he sent Jesus to die on a cross. To make payment for your sin and for mine. He didn't need to do it. But because of love's sake... And by the grace of God, he did it. And this grace, it is free, but it is not cheap. It's priceless, and you can't afford it. <laughs> it's free, but it didn't come cheap. It cost the Son of God his life. Through faith in Jesus today, you can enter into a new life under the influence of the grace of God of God. In your heart of hearts, if you want to ask Jesus to bring his grace into your heart today, to deliver his favor and his blessing, not because you deserve it, but because he's willing to give it. In your heart of hearts, why don't you ask the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, to make himself known to you today. Simple prayer, as simple as, Lord, forgive me, I did not see. In Jesus' name. Amen. I promise you, by the authority of Scripture, that if you call on the name of Jesus, you will be saved. No hell, no devil can do anything about it. Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask the band to come and Get ready to play. Matt's got some notices for us in a sec. But I'm going to ask Matt.
I'm going to ask Emma to just come and join me a sec. What's this morning's message about? Amen. We did pretty well in 2021, I think it was, when we started the year by saying we need to live life framed by faith. Do you remember that? And we talked about it a lot. I wonder whether we can talk about grace a lot this year. The grace of God. Wow. Amen. Bless you. Matt, Emma, will you just come and join? I've asked Matt and Emma to just pray over us as a church as we go into this new year. And uh, guys, just be Holy Spirit-led. And uh, yeah, bless you. Oh, Lord, thank you for this morning. Lord, we honor Pastor Pete. Lord, we thank you for what he's brought to us this morning. And uh, this, this word, I just pray that we as a church would really claim, claim this word in our, in our souls, in our spirit. Lord, that we would own it for ourselves. Lord, we would own that grace and that forgiveness. Lord, I would pray over every single person here, Lord, that they would be a receiver of grace to a, a greater degree than ever in their Christian walk, or if it's, if it's one minute old, or 10 or 50 or 100 years old, Lord, that we would receive grace in a way that we've never done before, Lord, that we would then dispense grace, Lord. And I, I thank you for that word that was brought from Romans, Lord. <laughs> no matter how much sin abides, Lord, there is more grace. There is more grace. So, Father, I pray for everyone here as we go out into the town, Lord, where we may look at the, the lives of our friends or the people in our street, Lord, and all we might see is sin, Lord, and we, just, and we may even think, oh, Lord, how can you break in? That word, there is more grace. There is more grace. Lord, I pray for everyone here that this year they would be a dispenser of grace. Lord, they may be seen by their family and their friends as somebody who just loves in a way that nobody else loves. Lord, may we have that gift, Lord, through you, through us, into our towns, into our streets, into our families, our lives, our workplaces, the schools, the colleges. Lord, may we have a confidence through you, Lord, that we are going to be doing some incredible things in 2023. May this be a year of fundamental breakthrough, Lord, in many of the areas that are on our hearts. I pray in your holy name. Amen. Thank you, Father, that you saved me by grace. Thank you, Father, that every person that has accepted your love in this place, God, was saved by grace. And as we sang earlier, God, you said that uh, your mercy will never fail us. And all our days are held in your hands. The whole of the new year will be held in your hands, God. And as we surrender and we give everything to you, God, I pray uh, that we thank you for your favor, your goodwill, and your kindness, and that we would thrive under those things, Lord God, but I pray that you would increase us as individuals, increase us as a church, that we may go out into our community and share that favor and kindness and goodwill with our community. And God, as, as uh, you increase us in our kindness and our generosity, God, I pray that that would lead to repentance in our community further. Uh, and this, as we have expanded over this last year, God, we will see more and more of our uh, friends in the community come to know you and be joining us here in church over the next year, God. And we just give all this back to you. And as my very good friend always says, we're careful to give all the glory back to you for this coming year. Amen.
again for listening to hear more of our messages make sure to subscribe to our youtube channel and our podcast channel for past preachers 
If you feel like you got something out of today's message, why not share it with your friends and spread the good news of Jesus? We are praying for you. We love you. So please, if you need anything at all, check out springschurch.co.uk. God bless.